We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 275 on the Blue Wire Network. I am Euros Tyler, join my main guy as always, Pierre. No Malcolm with us. Pierre, what's up, man? Man, I'm doing great, Tyler. I'm excited. We, we got uh, football on Christmas Eve, Christmas weekend, uh, you know, must-win game. In Carolina, let's go. I'm excited. How are you doing, Tyler? Good, man. This is a big game, obviously, like you mentioned. Must-win game for both these teams. A lot on the line for a lot of these for both these teams. Kind of like last week when we played the Jets. If you win this game, your playoff dream stays alive. If you lose this game, it's not necessarily over for the Lions, but you know, you are in more trouble if you do not win this football game. A lot more looking at other teams around the league and not really having the destiny that you have right now. Right now, the Lions, they don't technically control their own destiny, but they kind of do. Like, if they win out, there's a 97% chance they make the playoffs. So, like, that's a very good probability if they control their destiny. Um, if they win these games, they control their destiny, and they could punch their playoff ticket. And as far as the Carolina Panthers, you probably look at this team and you're like, oh, this is a playoff team. It's just because their division is absolute dog crap. And they are in a competition to compete with the Tampa Bay Bucks just because the division is really weak. But, you know, they have an opportunity to host a playoff game still. So, you know, this is a big game for them. And they have to have this win if they want to stay in that NFC South race. If they lose this game, their season's essentially over. But yeah, uh, before we get into this game, before we get into the injury reports like we usually do, it's Pro Bowl voting time. The Pro Bowl votes have been in. And here, which line is going to be representing the Detroit Lions in the Pro Bowl? Do we have anyone? So, yeah, Frank Ragnow was named to the Pro Bowl, but we have, like, nine alternates. I'm not going to go through all of them. I'll just go through, like, the first three alternates. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and Peninsula are both first alternates, meaning, like, if a guy withdraws from the Pro Bowl at receiver or right tackle on the NFC team or if they make it far, those two guys are in. And then you have Jared Goff. He's third uh, alternate. I'm not going to name the other guys. If you guys want to see it, uh, they're on our social media, so you can go check it out. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, I would say it's a pretty good shot. Sewell and Amon Ra could end up being in Vegas and playing in a Pro Bowl game. But I don't know about you, Peter. I, I really just don't care about the Pro Bowl. It's one event I've never really cared about. And especially now, it's going to be a flag football game. So <laughs> I don't know what to really expect out of the Pro Bowl. It was already pretty weak before. Now with these new rules, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I never even watched the game, essentially, honestly. I'm not going to lie. I don't care about, like, these players, like, they grow up and they dream about this, like, to be in the Pro Bowl, right? And it's, like, a big thing to them. And a lot of these guys and their contracts, I don't want to say for the Lions, but, like, around the league, if they make it to the Pro Bowl, they get an incentive, they right? Bonus, so, yeah. so, like, you always want your guys to go and, like, rep your squad. And when they're not there, you're hoping they're, in the, they're playing in the, uh, the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah. So, so, yeah, there's there's the Pro Bowl. Um, worst all-star game in professional sports out of the big American sports, I would say. Okay. Just as far as the entertainment aspect, I don't think it's there. All right. Well, that's that. Frank well, Ragnall, congrats he, to Frank. Congrats yeah, to Frank. Frank. Been dealing with a foot injury all year. My bad interrupt. Been dealing with a foot injury all year. The guy is still playing like one of the best centers in the league. So, shout out to Frank Ragnall, man. Like, he's, a, he's also a leader. Great player. I was just going to say that. He's a dog. So, congratulations to Frank Ragnall as well. So, all right, let's do these injury reports. What is the Panthers injury report looking like? And then what's the Lions injury report looking like? Yeah, so uh, we're just going to read out Wednesday's rule because I believe Tuesday the Lions had a walkthrough. And I don't know if the Panthers had a walkthrough or not, but it's a short week. So I'm just going to read off Wednesday's report. Uh, Brandon Smith with an ankle didn't practice. Joey. <laughs> oh my, I can't say his last name. Bear with me here. Joey. Uh, I cannot say his last name. I, I don't know what. Uh, he was. He, Let's say Joey I, okay? Joey I with a shoulder was limited. Linebacker Corey Litton with an ankle was limited. Wide receiver DJ Moore with an ankle was a full participant. Wide receiver LaVisca Chenault with a shoulder was limited. And then safety Xavier Woods was also limited with ankle. If I had to guess, all these guys are playing except Brandon Smith. But we'll see. Like, setbacks could happen. But I think the Panthers are pretty healthy as well. Now going to the Lions injury report. Uh, guard Coyote Oshika didn't practice. Uh, fullback. Jason committed with an illness, didn't practice. You know, we talked about those illnesses going around. Deshaun Elliott with a shoulder, hasn't practiced. And it looks like he's not going to play this week. It's between Ifatsu, Malafanu, CJ Moore, maybe some actually CJ, some uh, Malafanu. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, tackle Matt Nelson with personal reasons, didn't practice. He's now on the injury report. Uh, center Frank Ragnall, the foot hasn't practiced both days. But then again with Frank Ragnall, he hasn't practiced on Wednesdays at all. Yesterday was a walkthrough. So it could be a rest short week, so it could be some rest. We'll see how he looks tomorrow. Uh, linebacker Derek Barnes with a knee was limited, so it looks like he has a chance to play. Uh, guard center Evan Brown with the ankle was limited. He played through that last week. Taylor Deck with the elbow was limited. He also played through that last week. And then Michael Brockers with the illness. He's practiced uh, full days both. Uh, full yeah. participant. But I wouldn't be shocked if he's a healthy scratch on uh, on game day. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's just how it's been going the last couple of weeks with Brockers, just because they have found a replacement for him, essentially, to get his snaps in. You know, they obviously been using Isaiah Bugs a lot more, and uh, Lee McNeil's getting his snaps. You got Benito Jones. You got Kaminsky playing inside, Hutchinson playing inside, Pascal playing inside. So, I mean, they found different guys to kind of fill in that role for Brockers, and you know, we, we talked about it. Brockers just hasn't been the most productive player for this football team this year, and you know, he's still a good leader, still a good captain for this team as far as a locker room guy, but just hasn't been there as far as a football production standpoint. No, right. I think he's this right. is last year as a line. Yeah. Would, um, 
I'm not going to speculate, but I think you guys know where I'm going with that. <laughs> Could be less of something else, but oh, whatever. Wow. That's, okay. beside, that's, that's beside the point. All right, let's talk about this Lions offense versus this Carolina Panthers defense because this is an interesting matchup. You know, the Lions offense has been rolling recently, but had a little stopgap, I want to say, versus the Jets. You know, you played a really good defense versus the Jets. Uh, the overall third best defense in the league. And they found a solution versus Lions offense. It wasn't a very pretty game for them offensively. It was only able to muster one offensive touchdown versus the Jets. And it came all the way in the last possession with that Brock right touchdown. So, Peter, what are you expecting this Saturday playing the Carolina Panthers? Do you think it's going to be as gritty as a game as it was last Sunday? Or should the Lions offense kind of get back to how they've been playing all year? I think the Lions offense, I'm not going to say all year because this is like, it's not a bad defense and it's not a great defense. It's like a solid defense. They're a young defense. They got some good young players. Um, so, but I, I think they should get get the work done. I don't think they'll have necessarily trouble moving the ball as they did last week. But you might have some trouble here and there once in a while. For example, Derek Brown in the interior, he's a monster against the one. Brian Burns is one of the best pass rushers in the league. He's a pressure machine. Um so you got to always watch out for those two guys, see where they are. And like the way the Lions line has played, honestly, like it doesn't matter who's looks like who's rushing the passer. They're, they're stopping them. Remember Zadarius Smith, Daniel Hunter. I didn't hear their name. Like, I don't think golf was touched, honestly. So you got to look out for those guys. Um, and then their corners at JC Horn. And then after that, it's pretty much like you could attack their nickel, which is what's his name? Um, Miles Hartsfield. And then, uh, obviously, I don't know if you guys remember C.J. Henderson, and people had the debate between C.J. Henderson and Jeff Okuda coming out. Henderson has been good in the run game, but he's been awful in the passing game. So, uh, again, like, you could go at those guys. You could attack them. Yeah, and what would you say the, I guess, is the, the play? What, what is the play this Sunday? What should you do offensively? Last week we said it, the focal point should probably be around your run. Jets did a good job versus a run. Now you're coming into this matchup. Do you think you go back to that passing offense, that explosive passing offense you've had? Like you mentioned, they have some weaknesses at corner. Do you think we could see that passing offense like we have the last couple weeks this Sunday or this Saturday versus the Panthers? I think we'll see a balanced attack. But, like, we know, man, Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell, like, we know we used to talk with Patricia, like, attack this, attack that, stop this, stop that. For example, they didn't really do that with that staff. Or maybe they did, but they weren't that good at it, right? This staff. They just keep attacking your weakness until someone stops it. So, yeah, I think they'll go at those corners. I even think maybe they'll try J.C. Horn a couple of times. He's a young corner. He's playing good, but he's still a young corner. You could test him out a little. Uh, he's not Sauce Gardner, you know. He's not He's not Sauce. So you could test him out a little. Um, their safeties, if their safeties on coverage, we saw that last week. When the safeties were in coverage, they attacked the safeties right away. It's like Goff knew, right? When safeties were on Raymond a couple of times last week, Raymond got those first downs or got those yards that you needed. So the Lions um, also, like, they have good linebackers, Shaq Thompson, Frank Lou. But, again, if those guys are on, like, like a running back or, like, on a tight end, you know, Brock Wright is athletic, too. We saw that last week the way he ran. Maybe he, he could win his matchups, right? James Mitchell, maybe. Like, you got some athletic tight ends. So I would honestly attack the linebackers. They're good, but I feel like we have an advantage over them. And I'd attack those corners and also run the ball. Obviously, maybe avoid Derek Brown's side. The other sides, you should be able to run it. I don't think it'll be a problem. 
Yeah, and I think we watched a little bit of that Pittsburgh game, what they did last week, and something that did successfully was running on the edges. And they think they averaged 3.9 yards per carry with Najee Harris, uh, just their overall run game in Pittsburgh. And, you know, that's pretty good production right there. And, you know, I think with this line's offensive line, they not, haven't necessarily been the greatest in run blocking all year. But you kind of like that matchup, especially if they start attacking those edges. Because Brian Burns, as much of a beast as he is, that's not his, you know, his game. You know, he's not meant to contain an edge and stop the run. That's just not something he's ever been really good at. And it's not really translated to the league as well. So, you know, that's something that the Lions could attack with Jackson, Swift, and maybe even Jamal Williams this Saturday. And then also, if you go to the other side of the end, uh, Yitzhak Gross-Matos, you liked him coming out of Penn State. Right, he was one of your guys. He's also not not the best against the run either. So, the, their edges don't really set the edge that well, right? So yeah, attack the edge, pull Jonah, pull pulls Frank, run behind Decker, run behind Sewell, and just attack those edges. And I think this could be like a big game for Justin Jackson and DeAndre Swift. Hopefully, Swift is right because this is not really Jamal's strength necessarily. I think he's more of an inside guy, but with the other guys, they're more speed outside guys. So it could be like a big game for those guys. Yeah. And I, I think going back to the corners, their corners, I think this is a game where you can get DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds more involved. Last week they were pretty much invisible. You didn't really get them much involved because, you know, the Jets did a really good job of holding our guys back and, you know, our guys couldn't beat man coverage to get themselves open. So Goff didn't really have an opportunity to really give them the ball. I think this Saturday I think they get more back on rhythm. Might see Jamison Williams a little more, um, you know, on the outside, get some more production, more targets. And but I think this is a game where we can get Chark more involved as well, just because they have a weakness at corner. And, you know, we've seen this Lions passing offense when, when it's going, man, it, it's really going. And when they have a mismatch, like you said, like they're not afraid to attack that. And they will do it all game if they have to until they prove they could stop it. So here's the thing the Panthers, it says here, ranked 13th in passing defense. But I personally like, I don't know about all that. They're 26th in third down defense, 21st in red zone defense, and they're 28th in takeaways. Overall points per game, they're 15th in points allowed per game at 22.4. Um, 22nd in rushing defense, they're giving 130.7 yards a game. But then again, like when you just look at look at the team right now and kind of look how the Lions' strengths and like their weakness are those two corners I mentioned. Forget that 13th passing defense. I feel like the Lions can do damage against that. And also, when you have a really good O-line, like some teams don't necessarily have a good O-line, and those guys attack, right? So I feel like um, you could you could, you could could do work in the passing game. Obviously, we know you could run it on them, but this is, this is a game the Lions have to win, Tyler, and I feel like they're going to be aggressive right from the jump. They're, they're going to run the ball. They're going to pass it, but I feel like they're going to be aggressive in trying to win this game from the jump. I don't think this is a game where you play like the Jets where you play a slide. I think this is a game where, like, maybe you try to do what you did against the Jaguars, just, just completely, like, destroy them if you could. Yeah. And I think for Steve Wilkes, since he's taken over, just looking over, since he's taken over, like, look at these offenses. He beat the Falcons, beat the Ravens, beat the Broncos, beat the Seahawks. Or, sorry, he didn't beat all these teams. But this is the teams he played. Played the Falcons, played the Ravens, played the Broncos, Seahawks, Steelers. Out of all those teams I just named, what are those teams really known for playing their offense, at least? Uh, one of them, well, in the beginning of the year, I think it's kind of cooled down a little, is the Seahawks passing offense. But the other teams, bro, the Broncos are a mess. I think you mentioned the Falcons. The Falcons just went from Mariota to uh, Desmond Ritter. Um, well, what was the other team? 
Ravens. The, Lamar, I think Lamar's hurt, right? He played in this game. But my point is I'm getting here is that this is all run-heavy run offense. Run-heavy offense. Steve Wilkes has not played against a good passing offense yet, really. Because none of these teams, that's their identity. The Falcons, Arthur Smith is not, you know, that's not his blood to pass the ball. <laughs> the Ravens, you guys know about Greg Roman, doesn't like to pass the ball, really. And Broncos, I mean, no one knows what the Broncos are doing. They're and a mess. Then, and then the Steelers, that's a that's a run-heavy team as well. You know, and the Seahawks, you know, yeah, they're, they're mixed right now. You know, they have a balanced attack. But my point is saying is, like, this is a different type of offense. I think since Steve Wilkes has taken over, he hasn't really faced that type of offense yet. Yeah, I feel like, I think, honestly, this is the best offense they faced all year. Just kind of like how I said it with the Jets, like, last Last game, this is the best offensive line. They've, I feel like overall, this is the best offense that the Panthers have faced this year. I mean, I'm going to look at their schedule, but I, I don't think they've... Well, they played like Cincy and they played San Francisco and teams like that. But but like uh, right now, like right now, at this moment, I feel like the Lions and right now, they're the hottest offense. They're the best offense in the league right now. I, I mean, that's hard to argue against. There was like... Yeah, there was like a little graphic, an efficiency graphic, and it showed like basically that the Lions are number one in offense. Yeah, I wish I could like I wish we could show them, but they listen. Like show them that graphic, <laughs> and just to see what we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, no, but it's it's definitely a different task for for Steve Wilkes because, like I mentioned, they haven't played a really like explosive offense yet. But to their credit, you know, Steve Wilkes has taken credit, and their defense has improved. Mightily since he's taken over. Versus the Falcons, only allowed 15 points. Versus the Ravens, only 13. Broncos, only 10. Seahawks, 24. And last week, versus the Steelers, 24. So, you know, they haven't given up too many points since Wilkes has taken over. But I do think this is a different animal since, you know, since, you know, who, who they played. So we will see. But I think you also got to factor in that this game is going to be a little chilly. It's going to be cold as outdoors. So, you know, that, that, that could maybe hinder what the lines want to do exactly on the passing game but i don't, I don't think it'll be a big issue it's we'll like it's not like it's not like it's in the midwest it's in carolina like, you know it's not like yeah. super cold it might be a little yeah. cold but it's not like i don't think it's gonna i mean i, I don't want jinx it but i don't know if it's gonna snow or not like yeah, i don't think so so i mean we're gonna have we already know we're gonna have snow here in, in, in detroit in michigan, in michigan yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean over there it's carolina right it's it's more like I think it's 36 was the the projected forecast for Saturday. So they play in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. So Saturday, high 32, low 12, and it says sunny. So no snow as of right now uh, on Saturday. So that's what the, the forecast, the weather is showing. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, things can change, but it's going to be cold, like you said. But that's, yeah, I, I saw some that's an issue. No, it's not like one of these games. Like, here, I saw a crazy stat. I think this was... Uh, let me see if I can pull this up really quickly. Uh, oh, right here. Field the eights. This is... <laughs> there's going to be a lot of cold games. So, Bills versus Bears with the wind chill, minus 11. Seahawks versus Chiefs, minus 6. Saints versus Browns, minus 9. Texans at Titans, 5 degrees. Falcons <laughs> at Ravens, 7 degrees. Raiders at Steelers, minus 4. So, you got a lot of cold games. Lions, I wouldn't necessarily put that in that category of one of these no. cold games like that. No, it's not. I mean, it's going to be cold. I mean, I think anywhere you play outside right now, if it's on the West Coast or if it's not like in Florida, it's going to be fucking cold. Yeah. Or the South, like down South, it's not that cold. But if you yeah. play like I'm saying, like, you know, like the Midwest, obviously the North, North, Northeast, right? 
southeast is not as cold, but the northeast is cold. It's it's cold. We're in December, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I'm with you. I think this is a game where the Lions passing offense gets back to rhythm, and we could see our big playmakers get involved for sure. And uh, you know, I'm I'm excited, dude. Every time Ben Johnson has a, a game plan, it's usually really good. It's really exciting. I love to see his creativity every single every single week. So I, I think we'll have that again this week versus Panthers team. But like again, you know, you mentioned it, they're no slouch of a defense, but they're not elite. They're not great by any means. It's a very you know middle of the pack, below average defense. Similar to our defense, I would say, kind of. Fair. I think a little different weaknesses and strengths, but yeah. Yeah, hundred percent different weaknesses and strengths. I feel like overall. Maybe we have more strengths than them, but like they have a lot of young guys. Some young guys have struggled, but they're really talented, though. Like, for example, Jeremy Chin is having a really bad year. But if you could tell me I could take Jeremy Chin on the lines, I'd take him in a heartbeat. He's having a bad year, but he's 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 really talented. Uh, their linebackers are all playing well. Lulu, Thompson and Littleton, they mainly play nickel, but this is like their base. And then Xavier Woods he used to play for the Cowboys. And I believe the Vikings, He he's he's like decent. He's average. Nothing special about him. So, I, I mean, it's it's a decent defense. It's not trash, and it's not great. Like, it's okay, average, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners. It's your boy, Malcolm, here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O D D S T R A D E R dot com slash blue wire. Oz Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
All right. You want to talk about this Lions defense now versus Panthers offense? Yeah. So, you know, when I watched this team, especially under Wilkes, I just want to look at some of their wins. So under Wilkes, they are three and two. Am I getting that right? Yeah, three and two. Um, So they beat the Falcons, beat the Broncos, and beat the Seahawks. That was their most impressive win out of the three. That was a game on the road in Seattle, and they won the game. And looking back, I'm like, okay, let's see. What did the Panthers do here that made it successful? What led to the victory here? Something that I looked at, what made this Panthers team successful in that game was their running game. They were having a great game running the ball. Dante Foreman, 21 carries, 3.5 average. Chuba Hubbard, 14 carries, 5.3 average. Um, and then you got some of their other other running backs. Blackshear, four carries, eight yards, a, a pop, and a touchdown. So, like, they were running the ball really well and run the ball a lot, a lot, a lot. And that's something the Panthers are going to do if their offense is rolling. And that's something the Lions, defensively, that is has to be the first priority is you have – to contain this run game. You know, they have some guys. There's no longer Christian McCaffrey, but Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, I mean, they, they are solid backs. And they have potential to have good games like they did versus Seattle. But I think with this Lions defense that we have seen recently, and especially, I would say, starting the Giants game, I think was the real game where the Lions run defense really came out and is just playing really good football. You know, you stop Saquon Barkley yeah. essentially to nothing. You stop Travis Etienne to essentially nothing. You stop Delvin Cook essentially to nothing. And you did a really good job with the Jets and Zonovan Knight. Like you mentioned it, he was kind of on a hot streak before in that game. And the Lions run defense did a really good job. And this week, you got another test with that, with this run game that they have here, you know, that's something that they're going to want to establish early on. And that's when the Lions have to do defensively to stop that and make them not necessarily one dimensional, but make them pass the ball more compared to these other games. Because Seattle game, Sam only threw the ball 24 times, only had to complete 14 passes, only completed, uh, how many yards was it? It was only, if this thing will load, it was under 200 yards uh, right here. 120 yards. So he didn't have to do much past the ball. They lean on that running game completely. So I think that's got to be the first test for this Lions defense is you got to get on Foreman and Hubbard. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I feel like also this O-line, like, I don't think it's great. And I don't think it's necessarily trash. I think it's kind of average. And we've seen the Lions take advantage of, like, average offensive line and the average O-line this year, right? And I just want to go over their numbers real fast. They're they are uh they have the 17th rushing offense and 30th passing offense 30th and third down defense they're 23rd in red zone efficiency and they're uh ninth in uh, giveaways with 16. so i mean they take care of the ball kind of too just like detroit nothing like they, really have 14. Many, they just don't really yeah. pass the ball i mean i'm just looking no. at the game sam Darnold. this is gonna be his fourth game right Versus the Broncos, only threw the ball 19 times. 11 for 19, 164 yards. Versus Seattle, I told you, only completed 14 out of 24. And then versus Pittsburgh last Sunday, 14 for 23. Like, they're not really throwing the ball. You know, the most they've thrown in the game is 24 passes. So they really lean on this running game. And you saw last week when they played the Steelers, the Steelers held them to 1.3 per carry. You know, they, they couldn't get that run game going at all. And their offense was stagnant. They didn't really get much going. They lost the game. Ended up being a one-score game, but Pittsburgh pretty much had control in that game. And Pittsburgh, like, to be fair to Pittsburgh, they're nothing like Detroit's offense, right? 
I mean, they had Mitch Trubisky playing. Their O-line is not as good as Detroit's O-line. The, the receivers are not as good, in my opinion, as Detroit's receivers. The receivers are pretty solid. But I like our receivers more, to be honest. Um, but we say this every week, right? If, if you stop the run and get them in the second and long third situations and force Darnold to throw, you force these quarterbacks to throw, that's how you get them to make mistakes. For example, last week it was, what, third and whatever. I mean, Zach Wilson completed it. But then, like, they had to get, they had to take a long field goal, right? Like, you get them in these third and long situations or second and long situations, you force them to pass. You see mistakes, especially with a guy like Darnold. They don't trust him. He's not throwing the ball a lot. He only has 66 passing attempts the last three games. That's an average of 22 attempts a game. He's probably not completing all of them. So, no, he's not been accurate. Yeah, and obviously, I think they have good receivers, but I don't think the quarterbacks good. I mean, 30th ring passing off, I just tells you that. They have. DJ Moore, he, he's he's a good he's a good number one, really good number one. Uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., the kid out of LSU, is pretty solid, and then they have Shy like Smith. They have Shy Smith, the speedster out of uh, South Carolina. Those are the receivers. And then at tight end, they got Ian Thomas. I mean, he's not having a good year, but he's he's pretty decent in general. This year is just not having the best year. Uh, and then they got who else? I think I think I named everyone right, like yeah. their starter wise. No. Yeah. And, yeah, and like offensively, man, like if if the run game doesn't get going, it's going to be a mess. Like they're not going to score many points. They're not. They're going to get off the field very quickly. You know, you mentioned it. They're down efficiency. They're ranked thirtieth. Passing offense ranked thirtieth. Overall offense ranked thirtieth. Like they're not a good passing offense. The run, no. de- the run offense. I mean, it's not bad. They have they have those games, and that's been their recipe when they've won their games. But I feel confident right now with this Lions run defense. If you told me earlier in the year, maybe I wouldn't. On the road in December, I say, okay, that could be a recipe for disaster potentially, right? But now, no reason to believe I don't think this line's defense, run, run defense could stop this or, or at least contain this Panthers run offense. And, like, those guys you mentioned are solid backs, but they don't have the superstar Christian McCaffrey there. Obviously, San Francisco traded a boatload of picks for him, and I think it was a great trade for Carolina. I see it looks I like it paid off for San Francisco. I mean, it looks like, yeah, it looks like it paid off for San Francisco as well. Looks like both teams benefited from the trade. So, um, bro, McCaffrey, when you don't have to worry about McCaffrey, he's like a guy you circle every week, and he's not like he's not on that team right now. Like, I, I don't think you circle Hubbard. You just try to stop him. And the other guy you mentioned, uh, what's his name? Dante Foreman. Yeah, he's he's like, he, he's a pretty big back. He's hard to bring down, I believe. Um, if I'm thinking of the right guy, so yeah, he's the Oregon back. I, Oregon, right? Oregon sounds right. Oregon is it? <laughs> I don't know. Bad if we research to Oregon. here. Bad research here. Here, let me look it up really quickly. Dante Foreman. Please tell me he went to Oregon. <laughs> Where did he go to college? Dante Foreman went to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> he has a Texas off. bag. That's right. But bro, not, he's six. He's six feet, two hundred thirty-five pounds. Yeah, um, he's a big boy. I remember the Titans had him, and I called him like the Walmart version of Derrick Henry because when Derrick Henry would like take a breather, this guy would come in. He just pound you too. He's averaging four point one yards a carry. And he has four rushing touchdowns. So you got to be careful when you get in the red zone with him because he's a big body, and like if they're on the one or two yard line, they'll probably hand it off to him. That's he's probably. He's kind of revitalized his career a little bit. You know, he's hopped around a couple teams. He was a third-round pick. I think he kind of find a home here in Carolina, especially with no CMC now. I wouldn't be shocked if he's the running back, the starting running back next year again. So, bro, here's the thing. He has 28 force missed tackles, 14 
explosive runs of 10 yards or more, and he's averaging 2.99 yards after contact. So when I mean he's a big back, I mean this guy is a big back. He, he breaks tackles. You, yeah. you got to strap it up when you're trying to tackle him. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, he's not. Especially in a colder atmosphere, too. You know, tackling comes a little harder. So It does, know, yeah. So you got to make sure he's just, you know, in, in lock. In general, though, man, the past few games, obviously it hurts without Deshaun Elliott. He's been really good in the run game. But I feel like the Lions have tackled well, honestly. Who, who are you expecting to start there? Who, oh. who are you expecting to start in Elliott's? By the way, mentioned a little bit in the injury report. Um, I think it's going to be C.J. Moore, but like if it's on early downs, I wouldn't be shocked if they use like an extra linebacker in the box as sort of like a safety. You know what I mean? And then if it's on passing downs, obviously you bring in the guy who could cover. I mean, not a guy, a guy who's like better than a linebacker, C.J. or Iffy. But I feel like on early downs, I wouldn't be shocked if they use like an extra linebacker. Like for example, if Barnes is playing Barnes. Yeah. early down, Barnes, Rodrigo, and Anzalone. I think that makes sense, honestly. Yeah, that's actually interesting. I didn't think about that. That that would be interesting. That's something that they could do so you can limit these safeties being on the field, like completely on the field with no Elliott. So, yeah, it's, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I think CJ Moore would probably get more opportunity at the safety spot, especially on cover situations, compared to Malafano, just because we saw last week when Elliott went down, they leaned on CJ Moore. But, you know, Malafano now has a full week to repair. You know, obviously, they gave him a look, they gave him an opportunity to probably compete this week to earn that spot. But I, I think ultimately it'll be CJ Moore to get majority of the snaps. Yeah, Elliot. I think if he, I think he's still learning the position honestly, and it sucked he missed training camp. That's when they transitioned him to safety. Then he got hurt, and then the year started, and he got hurt, and now he looks like he's finally getting healthy. But like, I, I think he still needs some time to learn that position. Yeah, yeah. We will see, though. I think that's really the only controversy because everything else is pretty much going to be how it was. Cornerback situation should be Jeff and Jerry on the outside. And as far as the inside, I'm, I'm assuming it'll probably be Will Harris again. I know he hasn't been great, but I assume it'll probably be Will Harris again. I think he's your best option, yeah. So yeah, um, maybe also, remember how they played the Dallas game since Carolina loves to run the ball? Maybe they use Akuda more like in that nickel, big safety type role, strong safety type role, you know, cool. kind of to offset for Elia. Maybe you bring in Hughes on the, because Hughes has been really good in the run game too. So maybe you bring in Hughes as an outside corner, Jerry Jacobs outside corner, running downs. Uh, Akuda plays that strong safety hybrid linebacker or whatever. That, that role he played for Dallas. And yeah. he was and, great in that role. And that can limit kind of like the three linebacker look you just mentioned and having yeah. a little less CJ Moore and or Melifon, whoever it is. Yeah, I mean, they have their, they have like their choice. Mike Hughes has been, he hasn't been good against the pass, but he's been really good in the running game. He's um, been good on the pass if he's played the outside and the nickel, no. I guess, I mean, Justin Jefferson cooked him, but that's Justin Jefferson, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at He cooks that. everyone. He was like, he was phenomenal versus Buffalo, I thought. He was. When, he played he was, the outside, he when, when Akuda was out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was really good against Buffalo. I'll give him that. I mean, they have their options, and I think we'll see a little of everything, honestly, maybe. like, But I was thinking about now. I think it'll probably, just thinking of the way they used Okuda versus Dallas and, like, how Carolina loves to run the ball. Honestly, like, this game, you don't really need, like, I mean, it'd be nice to have two safeties who could play, but the way Carolina plays, though, in that passing offense, it's just not explosive. It doesn't scare you. Um, if they have a better quarterback out there, maybe it would because they have some solid receivers. But 
Darnold just I mean, we've seen Darnold, bro. He's he's bounced around. He's he hasn't he hasn't looked good in his young career. We'll see though. It'll be interesting. But yeah, I think it it gives a different aspect to the defense without Elliott, and I think that could come into play that that defensive formation you just said with Akuda playing more safety, kinda of like that Dallas game. But we'll see. We will see. All right. Um, got anything else to add on this Lions defense versus Panthers, though? Uh, no, that's about it, honestly. That's about it. Okay. Well, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of us previewing the Carolina Panthers. We will be live on Christmas Eve, an hour before the game at 12 o'clock. Know the injury report, who's in and who's out. Then the big one to really keep monitors, Frank Ragnar, just because he has a practice on Tuesday or Wednesday. But... I think he'll be good to go, kind of like we mentioned the injury report, but we'll know officially on Saturday, so you guys can join us on Twitter Spaces, and we will be live instantly right after the game on Twitter Spaces as well, so if you want to come enjoy a victory dub with us, and come come enjoy uh, on the victory spaces with us. What do you got, Pierre? I do think, actually, I think this Saturday we might be experimenting, not on Twitter Spaces, but we'll keep you guys posted on that. For it's going to be like a live Post-game is going to still be Twitter. Post-game Twitter spaces. Pre-game is kind of going to be us. Like uh, We're going to be on video. And you guys could comment. You guys could ask questions. And we, we could talk as well. So it's going to be, be fun. It'll be on Twitter. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it more. We'll post about it more as, as the game uh, gets closer. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed it again. See you guys Saturday. I'm out. Peace. Alright guys, I hope you guys all stay safe during this big snowstorm coming up, and I'm out. Peace. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done